Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing today? Woo! God is good, amen? If you did it once, we'll do it again, amen? Well, hey, it is so good to be with you guys. We're so glad you guys have joined us today at Alive, whether you're here in person or online. Uh, Eric and I are going to be sharing together today. It is Vision Sunday. Woo! Woo! And we are so excited to look ahead. Uh, we do this about every once a year. Uh, we'll take a Sunday and just kind of hijack and say, Lord, here's what the Lord is doing. Here's what we believe the Lord is doing in us and through us. Here's what we see. And just getting all in alignment on that. And there's just some really exciting stuff that we're excited to share with you guys today. There's lots of anticipation in the room this morning. Maybe you're sensing some anticipation online. Vision Sunday, God's doing so much in our midst. And so this morning, we're going to spend a little bit of time just sharing some general vision for the church at large. And then we're also going to take a considerable amount of time to share the vision for this new building and what's to come. We're going to kind of every year we do this. And this year, a big part of what God's doing is providing a home for us. Praise the come Lord. On, somebody. Woo. Praise God. But before we get, in all to the, get into all the nitty-gritty and all those details and whatnot, let's open up with a word of prayer. Just open up our hearts and our minds to really receive from the Lord. It's his vision. Amen? It's his church. And so, Father, we love you so much. We take this moment to just pause and acknowledge you. Acknowledge your Holy Spirit with us. Acknowledge your presence. You are a God of great vision. You see further than we see. But Lord, you also give us glimpses of what you see. And so Father, help download all of that into our hearts and our spirits collectively as your body today that's called alive. Father, we are so excited for the exceedingly abundantly above that you have in store and the exponential that we are caught up in the middle of right now. And so Father, we thank you for it. We receive it all by faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we thought we'd uh, start off just real quick recapping what is our vision, what is our mission here. A lot of you guys have been with us for a long time. A lot of you guys are new. And so what? why do we do what we do around here? Um, our mission here at Alive is that we help people know God personally and live for him passionately. What does that mean? In case you didn't know, we're a both and church. We are 100% focused on reaching those far from God and doing things around here that makes it easy for people to connect the dots to know him personally. But we're also 100% a discipleship church, equipping the believer to live for him passionately. So we're a church that helps people know him personally, those far from God to know him personally, those of us that have been knowing the Lord for a while, to know him even more personally, but also to equip the believer to live passionately for right. him. Right, we've been forever marked by Jesus' words. In John 17, 3, he says, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. That personal and passionate relationship with God, that is what it's all about, amen? And then for vision, a lot of you guys have been around here, but just again, our vision here at Alive is, is simple. It's a, a couple things here. Number one, we see a large family church that is alive, amen? A friendly gathering place for people to get to know Jesus, a loving family in which people grow in the Lord. And lastly, a passionate movement of empowered believers serving their generation well. Yes. So the mission is what we do. What we do is we help people know God personally and live for him passionately. The vision is what we see. It's the target. It's the lens through which we do everything. And when we, there's lots of different things that we could do as a church, but it's always through the vision of, or through the lens of what is our vision. And so if we take a look at, you know, as a four and a half year old church, how are we doing in these things? We believe that we are a church that is alive and we're growing. And someday we will be larger than we are right now. Amen. 
We believe that we are a friendly gathering place. I can't count the number of times that people have said, man, this is just such a friendly church, such, so genuine. We believe that we are a friendly gathering place where people are getting to know Jesus. Yes. We are a, a loving family. Man, people have found community here. We have found family here. We really are a church family growing in the Lord. That last bullet point, we are an empowered we are a movement of empowered believers serving their generation well. That is one area of the vision that there is a lot more potential in. There's yeah. so much more in our heart for believers to be empowered, for all of us to step up as leaders to a new level. That's right. Like We believe that we have good systems and good structure already in place. Don't get us wrong. But, but we also realize that, man, we want to empower more leaders. We want to reach more people in our community. And so it's going to take some work in this area, which is why we believe the Lord has made it very clear as we've been seeking him this year. And at the start of January, the 21 days of prayer and fasting, even walking with our staff, he's made it very clear that developing the leadership empowerment structure, the leadership pipeline, the growth track of how we take people from, I just got saved to a mature believer and, and, and really serving their generation. Well, it, it needs some work. And so we're really, really excited. We've been getting in and just having some great discussions because here's what we believe. We believe that the future church is an engaged church, not just an attend, check the box, and leave. It, the future church, the church that survives, the church that's here in the last days, the church that's getting it done in their community is an engaged church, a movement of empowered believers in action, right? And so in the coming months, you're going to hear a lot more about this, of what it will actually practically look like. Erica's going to share a little bit more in a second of some ideas that we have, but we really are committed to getting in with the Lord and just leaning in with the Holy Spirit. What does that look like here at Alive? How do we empower believers and not just get us with knowledge, but how do we turn that upside down and get it to action to actually be leaders in our community and help reach more people for Christ? Really excited about it. Oh, yeah. sorry. And, and one of the scriptures that kind of marks us in this area is when it talks about David. And his generation, Acts chapter 13, verse 36. I just wanted to share this really quick. It says, for David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God. Our prayer, man, may alive be known to the Lord like this, that we served our generation by the will of God. Amen? Yeah, so powerful. I mean, we, get, we have to get um, more comfortable as a church using the word leader. Sometimes people are like, oh, no, I'm not a leader. Well, in the kingdom of God, if you serve, you lead. Yeah. And if you have anyone following you, whether it's a bunch of toddlers at your heels or whether uh, it's a group of people that you manage, you lead. You lead. And so we're going to use that word, you know, leadership development. I don't want you to check out because we're all called we're to all lead. Called if we want to make a, a difference for the kingdom of God, we're all called to lead and bring others along on this journey. And the stronger we come in leading and serving, the more um, we can reach more people. Yeah. We've seen that in our crews, right, where we had a surge of crew leaders that stepped up. We are able to provide more community for people. And so the more we grow as a leader, all of us, the more that we can reach more people. So here's a couple of things coming down the pike. Um, one thing as it relates to growing in a culture of leadership is an on, a live online class portal. Um, we are so excited. By the end of this summer, Basics 101 will be fully available for people to take fully online. Right now, people can only take Basics. <laughs> yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Right now, you can only take Basics 101 three times a year, um, and we want it more on a demand. If someone wants to take Basics 101, you can take it right away. And so there's lots of great ways to have a portal of classes. 101 will be the first one. After that, we'll put all the Basics classes online. And in addition to that, we'll have lots of other training and equipping 
things on this online portal. Like when you become an Alive team member, there'll be trainings and culture things that you watch before you start serving. There'll be training sessions in that and leadership empowerment things. And so we still believe obviously in in-person and the tangible ministry of in-person, but con content can be communicated online. Yeah. And it's a way that we can accelerate how we're, the speed at which we're developing leaders. So we're really excited about that. Another thing that you guys see on the slide is regular monthly leadership lean-in gatherings. Right now, we don't really have a culture of leadership because there's not rhythmic parts of our culture. Like prayer is a huge part of our culture here at Alive because we have rhythmic rhythms of prayer. You know, two times a year, we do 21 days of prayer and fasting. Tonight, first Sunday night of the month, we have night of prayer and worship. We've got, we've got rhythms of prayer, and it has cultivated a culture of prayer. We don't have very many rhythmic things as it relates to leadership development. So in the coming months, probably come fall 2022, we'll start having more rhythmic, we might call them leadership lean-in, in-person gatherings to continue to grow as leaders, kind of like we have outlets for that with yeah. prayer. And then lastly, um, we're going to get more specific on the language that we use for how, what is a next step as a believer. We just shared with you guys the vision, a friendly gathering that people know God, a, a loving family where we grow in the Lord, and a passionate movement of empowered believers. We're going to link up the language more with next steps. And so what is our next step? What, how, how do we believe that everyone at Alive can really have their life come alive in Christ? We believe that it's essential that all of us are getting to the gathering. We're all serving and attending on Sunday mornings in some way. Um, we're all in a crew. We, we, we desire that everyone who calls a life family church is in a crew community. That's where you, it's a relationship and the family comes. And then also that all of us are taking next steps to grow as leaders and step into leadership roles. We'll, um, you'll hear, you see that word up there, three, engage. We'll talk more about that, about what that means and kind of... Um, next steps with that. Awesome. Really exciting stuff. We, we could spend a lot on that, but we're still developing that, you know. Yeah, you're like, going to hear a lot more about We're still cooking in the kitchen, things. you know. Yeah. It's good to sample this. Is this good or whatnot? And I, I think you guys are excited about it, but we're still figuring out how it's all, how the recipe is going to fully flesh out. But we wanted to share that with you because that's a big part. It's not just let's get into the building. That's not the only focus this year. It's God's building his people, right? The church isn't a building. The church is the people. It's us. Amen. So we got to keep growing. We got to keep leading. We got to keep maturing in our faith, right? If the church is going to grow. Uh, in just a moment here, we're going to transition though into talking a little bit more about our welcome home new building campaign which we're really excited to share some details with you but just off the bat we just want to say that eric and i we we've been a part of many different giving building campaigns and we can say with a clear heart that man it has been a very awesome experience for us all right uh our faith has been challenged and grown in those areas we've we've seen god do miraculous supernatural over and above things as we put our faith to the test right and and it was just really cool to be a part and play a collective part in the bigger story that god was doing at those churches that we are part of at those giving campaigns we also want to quickly acknowledge that maybe, maybe some of you guys don't even know what a building campaign is we're going to teach and talk about that in a second and maybe some of you guys have had good experience with that. And maybe some of you guys have been burned by that. And you just really have a bad taste in your mouth when anybody starts talking about a building campaign. Our heart and our prayer is that with great expectation that this welcome home new building campaign would be such a blessing to you. Not a burden to you, not a stressor to you, but a, a blessing to you that as a church, 
our faith would grow and we would trust God in supernatural ways, that, that we'd see him do the impossible, that we really would be kingdom or bust. And see, when we do that, when we seek first the kingdom, like we were talking about all last month, that God will add everything else unto you. He will take care of your needs. And so before we go into the details, though, of the campaign, we want to look uh, to the Bible. We want to show you in Scripture that there is scriptural precedence for a church body or a body of believers to do a building campaign. We teach that we follow the Word of God. Amen? If it's not in the Word, we shouldn't be doing it. Amen? Right? We stick to the Word. And, and the cool thing is God is all about gathering people, right? We talked about uh, last week, Erica mentioned that God seems to gather a people group. He gathers a nation. He gathers a people first, even before they have their own land and even before they have their own building, right? We saw that through the Israelites, right? He, he plucked his people out, right? And then as we get closer and they actually get to the promised land, God's like, it's now time to find a home. It's now time to build me a temple, right? And we find ourselves in scripture here at the point where it's the time of King David, and his son Solomon, and the building of the first temple in, in Jerusalem, right? And we're going to go to First Chronicles chapter 29 and look at verses 1 through 9 for you. So I'm going to read this big passage here, uh, and I'm going to read it out of the message translation. I just really like how it, it reads here. It says, starting verse 1 of First Chronic, Chronicles 29, Then David the king addressed the congregation. My son Solomon was singled out and chosen by God to do this, but he's young and untested, and the work is huge. This is not just a place for people to meet each other, but a house for God to meet us. How cool is that? I've done my best to get everything together for the building of this house for my God. All the materials necessary, gold, silver, bronze, lumber, uh, iron, precious and very colored stones and building stones, vast stockpiles. David goes on, furthermore, because my heart is in this, in addition to and beyond what I have already gathered, I'm turning over my personal fortune of gold, silver, and he goes on, talents of gold and silver and, uh, you know, uh, coverings for the walls and all that. And he turns to the people and he says, and now, how about you? Who among you is ready and willing to join in the giving? Ready and willing, the heads of the families, the leaders of the tribes of Israel, the commanders and captains of the army, the stewards of the king's affairs stepped forward and gave willingly. And they go on and they gave a bunch of talents of gold and silver and bronze and precious jewels. They put them in the treasury for the building of the temple of God in the custody of this guy named Jewel, the Girgashite. And, then the, and the people were full of a sense of celebration. All that giving and all given willingly, freely. And King David was exuberant. Come on, somebody. So... When I look in scripture, this was, there was another time Moses in the Old Testament, it was kind of the tabernacle and stuff, and we'll talk about that maybe later, but this was the first physical temple. This was the first building campaign really done well, and it's in the Bible, right? Everyone's hearts were in it. Everyone was willing and gave willingly over and above what they regularly were doing, and everyone was joyful, and they celebrated, right? And that is our prayer, that as we're about to talk about some of the details of this campaign, that our prayer is that a live family church would experience the same outcome, that we'd all be in it, that we'd all sacrificially give, and we'd all be so joyful because we're not given again to man, we're given to God, and we're building him a home and getting us into a new space, amen? And before we can get into the campaign details about it, uh, we just want to share some heart. And we, we were like, man, we'll talk forever if we do this in person. And so Eric and I, we shot a video a few weeks ago, all right? It's about a seven and a half minute video, so I just want to give you a disclaimer here of just the story, the God story that all of us are caught up in the middle of. Like alive is God's church. It's his vision, not our vision, amen? 
We're just following his lead on this, but man, he has been faithful. And so we want you guys to watch this first. Partway through it, uh, we'll have the ushers kind of pass out some, some uh, handouts and whatnot as well, but keep your eyes tension on the screen. Just pass it to your neighbor and grab it so that way you have it when the video's over. And we're gonna jump right into some of the campaign details. But uh, would you guys uh, turn your attention to the screens and then Pastor Eric and I will be back up to uh, be with you guys, all right? Maybe you've heard that Alive Family Church is in contract to purchase our very own first permanent home in Brighton, Michigan. We are so excited and expectant for what God is doing in this season. Over the last four and a half years, we've met in three different locations. We've been nomads of sorts, a legitimate church family without a permanent home. For two and a half years, we were a set-up and tear-down church that met at Scranton Middle School in Brighton. Then for seven months... Due to the COVID pandemic, we turned into an online and house-to-house church, meeting on screens and in homes and in outdoor gatherings. Then for the last year and a half, we have been in a rented permanent space off M59 in Howell. And while this space has been awesome and a blessing for this season, it's not a long-term church home option for us. It has always been our desire to own our own facility. With the recent current events and everything going on and uncertainty with rented facilities, that makes this opportunity that much more significant and urgent. For sure. A scripture that has really resonated with us recently and is, is in Amos 9.15. It's God speaking and he says, I'm going to firmly plant you in your own land, never again to be uprooted. We feel like God is speaking this to us as a church, just like he spoke it to the displaced Israelites. That he's breaking us out of this nomad season and firmly planting us in a land that we can call our own. Where we can build homes and plant gardens and be firmly rooted for generations to come. Yes, this property is in Brighton, Michigan. It's at the intersection of Heine Road and Old US 23. It's on nine acres with over 22,000 square feet. It's got a beautiful 400-seat auditorium, some really wonderful kids' classrooms, and a gym that we're so excited about to have youth events at and have it be an open gym for the community to use, have large events at it. And then four of the nine acres are undeveloped behind the property. We're excited in the future to be able to use that property to have space for the local community to use with playgrounds and walking trails and so much potential in this property. This is a significant chapter turn moment, a marked moment in our church's history. This building would give us an opportunity to reach so many more people in our community for generations to come. This property is located in Brighton off US Old 23, which is a central location and easily accessible. And all of the hearts of adults and children in every age that will have the opportunity to be touched by God's power and God's presence and God's word. Man, we are so excited. And we're reminded of the season right before the church launched about five years ago. You know, just five years ago, Alive was just a dream from the heart of God. It was just a vision. And here we are about to enter another new season where the vision of what this new building could do for God's kingdom is just a vision. It's just a dream. Man, that's right. Like, that was only five years ago that the church was only a vision. And now here we are. We have an opportunity to get into our first permanent home, like huge kingdom impact. I'm reminded, it takes me back to the summer of 2017 when Eric and I and our young family moved back home to Brighton to launch Alive. At that point, it was just a vision and a dream in our heart. But man, we knew somehow, some way, we didn't have it all figured out, but God was going to provide the finances and the human resources to make something out of nothing and birth this new church. Yeah, man, I remember we came home that summer and 
We had three months to launch the church, and we started sharing this vision that God had placed in our heart for a life-giving community in, in Brighton, Michigan, in Livingston County. And I remember that summer, 61 people, 61 people and organizations gave to the vision, and those resources helped us buy all the portable equipment we needed and all of the things that we needed to start having services at Scranton. And then 34 adults joined the launch team to be the literal hands and feet that helped make this church come alive, right? And then on September 24th, 2017, a live family church was born. Yes, and the last four and a half years have been incredible and a wild ride as we have seen Jesus literally build his church as he promises to do from the ground up. And since grand opening, we have seen over 300 people come to know Jesus personally as their Lord and Savior. And we've seen 50 people go public with their faith through water baptism. Yeah, and hundreds have found a church home, a real authentic family to belong to and grow in, right? Hundreds have grown in their knowledge of God's word to come to know him personally and know him and live for him more passionately. And hundreds have been impacted by the various outreach and community events that we've hosted over the years. So many lives, so many families, and so many generations impacted because of God's vision, his dream of a life. And here we are on the cusp of a huge kingdom opportunity. To make this new church building a reality, it's going to take both financial resources and human resources, just like it did when this church first launched. Both are sacrifices that God can use to make a tremendous kingdom impact. To seize this kingdom opportunity, our goal is to raise $400,000 over 15 months, over and above our normal giving, to make this new building a reality. These funds will make possible two things. Number one, for us to own it. To, to provide the necessary funds for the remaining down payment we need to close. And number two, to make it home, to fully furnish the auditorium with the chairs and AVL equipment needed to run services, and also to update the lobby and the exterior to make an excellent and inviting space to those we are welcoming home. And here's what we believe with all our heart. A Life Family Church is God's dream. And when God dreamt of a life, he had you and your family in mind. And because 61 people gave and 34 people served to launch a life, you and your family and our family have been so blessed and changed by God as a result. Many of you have found Jesus here. Many of you have been water baptized here. Many of you have found real, genuine community. And just think about it, your kids, your grandkids, your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends, right, have grown in their faith because of God's dream for Alive. And God's dream for Alive is not complete yet. There are still so many more people in the heart and in the mind of Christ that he wants to meet him and find community through Alive. Man, so many more people that he wants welcomed home through Alive. So much more on the other side of our giving and serving. Yeah, and like we mentioned earlier, 61 people paid it forward to start Alive. And would you join us and be willing to consider being a part of the group of people that pays it forward for those still yet to come? Would you consider giving to the Welcome Home New Building Campaign? This campaign would allow us to plant deep roots in our community and welcome home many more people into a personal relationship with Jesus. Yes, we would love to invite you to ask God how he might be leading you to give sacrificially to make his dream come more alive. 
Let's welcome more people home together. Awesome. What a story that we're all caught up in, what God is doing at Alive, his vision and his dream, right? Amen. Um, so if you guys are in person, you guys just received um, a brochure. I want to help flip you guys through it just real quick. If you guys are joining online, if you go, you're going to see some images on the screen here of the brochure. But also if you go on, go ahead and go back to the other um, image if you don't mind. Um, you can go to the website and download the whole PDF online if you want to follow along right now also. So if you guys got the brochures, I'll just kind of walk you through it briefly. And then you guys will have plenty of time later to really read it. If you open up. You'll see a message from Eric and I. A lot of what we say in there is what you kind of just heard on the video. If you flip again, you'll see a page that says, Welcome Home. And you'll see a little timeline of how, man, we have gathered in three different locations over the last four and a half years as a church. We have been very flexible. We've been a portable church and an online church and a house-to-house church and a rented house facility church. But now God is bringing us home to be firmly planted in our own land. And so just kind of cool to see that timeline. And then on the bottom um, of that spread, you can see the property, the gray, or the orange scaled out is the property lines. You can see the over four acres that we mentioned behind the property that is undeveloped with um, Heine Road frontage. Um, just so many kingdom opportunities, as you can read on this. You know, the four and a half, four and a half undeveloped acres is a huge opportunity. Huge, yeah. The gym is a huge kingdom opportunity. We see so many outreaches through that gym. We see so many youth events and services, so much kingdom impact available through that. And and all the ministry spaces from the auditorium to the lobby to the kids' rooms, we have like three times more the capacity in space and in seating to reach three times more people. So So huge kingdom opportunity. If you flip again... Um, you'll see some of the 3D renderings of the proposed exterior renovations. And again, like we've said in different spaces, this is really just a front wall facade to change the look of the building. And the purpose behind this is to show the new thing that God is doing in this place. And if we could just be real, people that are far from God aren't just going to go to any old place, especially this next generation. They go to locations that look a certain way. And so these kind of adjustments will help give an excellent new front, show the new thing that the Lord is doing, but also make a comfortable, inviting space to let the guards down of those who are far from God. Um, On the bottom of this spread, you can see the three different proposed renovations in addition to the funds needed for the final down payment or the remaining down payment. um, There's also three different renovations in phase one. Um, One of them that you can see is the exterior renovation. The other is the auditorium updates and furnishings. Like we've said in other settings, the whole auditorium is being gutted, so we need to purchase all of the chairs and all of the lighting and AVL equipment. Um, And then lobby updates, just some updates to refresh the lobby, put a free coffee bar in there and some seating. We're so excited for the community space that the lobby will provide. Amen. Amen. And if you flip again, the next spread, you'll kind of see the project costs. A lot of you guys, are wheels are spinning. You know, what what does this cost here? Uh, We've broken it down into phase one and phase two. So really what we're talking about today with the whole total 400,000 goal is phase one. And so that is broken down into the remaining down payment that we need. So we'll need that actually in the next four months to make the building a reality. We've also got the auditorium updates and furnishings, the exterior lobby, 
our exterior renovation and lobby renovation. And then phase two would be, hey, if God goes above and beyond this thing, we still have a lot more vision for the building. And if you guys have been in the gym, the gym's cool, but it's like stinky carpet that smells like youth sweat. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we would love to resurface that to a multi-purpose space that you can put chairs on without scratching, repaint it, give it fresh. And then uh, the elementary and hallway as well. Uh, we'd like to make a corridor with safer, its own bathroom for the elementary space and an easy corridor to get from the front door of the church all the way to the gym without having to walk through any kids' spaces. And so those are phase two. We can do those at any time, but we just put that out there uh, as we have vision for it already, and we would love to see God do that. Yes, for sure. And then if you're looking at the brochure right now, you can see another section of how you can help. We'll kind of close out service talking about what does that look like. And then the back page has a ton of FAQs. So there's a lot of practical stuff that we could be talking about this morning, but a lot of the answers to those are in the FAQ. What's the timeline and what does it look like? And all of those kind of things are in there. And again, online, you can... Um, have that brochure online. But man, we just want to encourage you. This is a lot of information, a lot of numbers to be processing. We've been processing all of this for the past numerous um, months, but this is a lot that you guys are processing right now as you're thinking through everything. We just want to encourage your faith and share a couple of stories from Uh, building projects that we have been a part of. Like we've mentioned before, the church was a building project five years ago. We needed to raise as a church over a hundred grand to launch the church and it needed to happen in three months. And we weren't, didn't have a clue of how that was going to happen, but God came through and fully provided. We mentioned that we've been a part of some other um, building campaigns at, at previous churches and here at Alive, but um, when we were in Kalamazoo at Valley Family Church, Um, It was when we were pregnant with Eli, and so it was eight years ago, and we had just moved into our our first home. It was a bi-level home, and when we bought the house, we planned to immediately put a deck on the back because there was no exterior exit, so we needed a two-story deck to get out. And it was a a season where we were, you know, paying a mortgage for the first time, saving up for a deck. We were pregnant. We didn't have super good insurance, so we were saving a lot for labor and delivery, and our church launches this building campaign. (laughs) And, and we just got so excited about it. And we're like, God, we want to build your house. And so in that season, we had some money saved up for the deck, but still had to save up some more. And so in that season, we took that deck money and we said, God, we're going to build your house and we're going to trust that you're going to build our house. And so we pledged that money and then pledged over and above over the course of numerous months. And we were, we did it so joyfully And and the cool story of how God provided was the, the deck project was delayed a year or two, but the month that we put in the deck was a month that three times the amount that we sewed came in in for the deck and for the furnishings for the deck. And God was just like, Hey, if you build my house, I'm going to be faithful to build your house. We've shared before that when the church launched, we were part of those 61 people that sewed into the launch of the church. And we moved out here. Again, God God always seems to do things at not convenient times. Ezra was six months old. (laughs) We had just sold our house. We were moving out here. There was a lot unknown. Like, we're going to start this church, but God, are we going to have income to provide for our family? And we're going to rent a house, but really we want to buy a house. And in that season, we took a portion of the equity from the house that we sold in Kalamazoo. And we said, God, we're all in. We're building your house. And we need this down payment money for a house that we're going to need to buy here in Brighton. But man, we're going to build your house and trust that you're going to be faithful to provide for our family. And so we did that. And it was hard and it was a sacrifice. And there was a lot of unknowns, but God was so faithful. You know, a year and a half ago, we moved into a house that we own in Brighton. And it's it really is like the house of our dreams. And God has been so So faithful faithful faithful. to us. 
And now here we're going into a new opportunity to give sacrificially. Yes. And God's been so faithful in the past. Oh. We're so excited to give we're, yeah, we're again. Just sharing yeah. we are so we want to so share with you guys, man, we want to go first. We want to lead the way in giving. And so, man, we've got a lot of things in our life right now. We've hey, got, we got a list long. We always say add it to the list. You know, the house <laughs> projects and all the things. Yes. Just add it to the list. We've got a list of things that we need to be saving money for to do on our house and needs in our family. But man, we want to build God's house and we know yes. that he's so faithful. Man. And so we are, actually we pledged last night. We did it. We were um, the first ones we in. Were the first, we were first. <laughs> um, but we're pledging to give an additional 10% over our tithe to the building fund over the next 15, 15 months. months. And we are so excited to build God's house and see and know that he'll just be faithful to provide the needs that we could have used that money for on other things. And it's a sacrifice and it's a faith it's thing because we're not a hundred percent sure how all of it is going to come in, but we know God will provide. Yeah. So as we talk about this, it's exciting, but let's just be real. Let's, let's just like sit in the moment. It takes sacrifice to be a part of a building campaign. Amen. It takes faith to be a part of a building campaign because as we know that God leads us, a lot of times the amount that he puts on our heart to pledge, we have no stinking clue how all of that's going to come in. And we want to just help coach you through this and help you that we, we've set up the, the campaign in a, so, in a way that we're going to do pledges, all right? And, and, and some of those, some of you guys may not know what a pledge is. Basically, that's a declaration or a commitment of faith that we can pledge, an amount that we can pledge over the course of the next 15 months that we believe that God would help give us the capacity to fulfill that pledge and give. And so just a couple coaches on pledges because this isn't something new. As we read in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, King David basically pledged. Did you see when we walked through that passage of scripture, he told the people what he'd already done, right? What he gathered for, and he said, here's what I'm going to do out of my personal treasury, right? He pledged it and then he gave it, right? It says his heart was in it. His gift to the temple was also over and above what he was already doing. So this is sacrificial giving. This is over and above the, the tithe. This is over and above your normal giving amount, right? And he told the people basically what he's doing. So that essentially was a pledge, right? And so to help all of us, we just want to pastor and lead, lead by example here to help all of us in the process of what, what, how do we determine our pledge amount? Like, just want to talk about a couple of things. We want to invite you, you and your spouse, if you're married, uh, to kind of ponder these three questions, these three areas, all right, to make it, make it personal for you guys. Number one is this, practical. How much could you practically give in the next 15 months, over the course of 15 months, practical. So this is like cash flow, margin, liquid assets, stuff that you have that you could just, I can do that. I can afford this much more a month and I can just add that to my bills, right? That's practically, right? Eric and I, we're looking at our budget and we're just saying, Lord, practically, what could we do? Even if it's not much, what could we do practically? So there's a number there, right? And a lot of us can just be comfortable and say, I'll just do that because I know I can do that, right? The second question or conversation we want you guys to have after the practical amount is sacrificial, right? How much could you give if you gave sacrificially? So this means like, where is there money that you were planning to use for something else or that has been allocated or set aside for something else that you're willing to give? Are there possessions that you own that there may be nice possessions and you like them and God has blessed you with them, but you don't actually need and God would ask you to sow that or sell that to give to the campaign? Are there investments that you're sitting on right now that, that you could sow uh, into uh, the kingdom, right? Could you give something up, right? Basically, the question is, could we reprioritize something and be able to give that, right? So, that, so we got practical, we got sacrificial, and that, that in itself is a stretch, right? The sacrifice part 
But remember, there's three elements, practical, sacrificial, and faith. Amen? So faith, though, the last thing is, what could you believe God for and exercise your faith to give over the next 15 months? All right? This one's huge. Is there amount that you sense God putting in your heart? And here's what we've learned in building campaigns. It's often bigger than the amount that we could do practically and sacrificially. There is an element on the spreadsheet that is a question mark. You have no stinking clue how it's going to come in. And that's the fun, exciting part because God's all about building his house and he owns every resource on this planet. And so he can cause it to come and go. And he's looking for people of faith to say, I want to believe God for an extra amount that I have no clue where it's coming from to see God move and be a man of his word. Because when we seek first the kingdom, he'll add everything else unto us, right? We've been talking about that. And so Eric and I, we've been walking through these three questions for the last few weeks. We've been saying practically, we're looking at sacrificial. We got stuff in our house in our basement. We're cleaning out our basement, right? We're like, what do we got here? Oh, this, hey, these are some trading cards. Oh, wow, look at that. We could do that. You know what I'm saying? I got some Michael Jordan cards sitting in the basement. Holy cow. I looked them up on eBay. My dad's like, don't give them away. Don't do it. God just may ask us to sow some of Jordan, all right, into the house, the house that Jordan built. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, house that God built. So I, I just want to be real with you guys. We have been walking through these three questions and that's how we arrive to our pledge. And we filled out our pledge amount online. We'll talk to you the logistics of how to do that. And we are believing God. We know there's an amount we know we can give, and there's a huge amount that we're just trusting the Lord. And that's the faith element, and that's the fun in this, right? And side note, some of you guys, don't get intimidated by this, and, and this isn't a competition. Who's gonna be the biggest giver? God calls us to equal sacrifice, not equal gift. Amen? The widow that gave all she had, like Jesus commended her. It's equal sacrifice, not equal gift. We're all at different levels income-wise and season of life. We get that. Equal sacrifice will get this thing done, right? And so we're going to, to make the pledge process easier, we have uh, made a pledge card. And so um, ushers, you guys can actually uh, start passing these out just to get these in the people's hand. Uh, For you in person, you guys are getting a physical pledge card that looks something like this. Online, this can be done online. So there's two ways that all of us can make a pledge. Number one, in person, fill out a pledge card. We have a pledge box in the back. You can drop that in there. Again, this is just a pledge. You're not actually attaching any money to it right now. They just say, I'm sought the Lord. I know what he's put on my heart. Here's what we want to pledge, right? So you can do this in person or online. The pledge card will ask you three questions. The first one is the total welcome home pledge amount. So this is the total dollar amount that you feel like you can pledge to the Lord over the next 15 months, all right? Over and above your regular giving. The other two questions underneath that are kind of breakdowns of that total amount. So the first amount would be the own it pledge. So this would be amount that you are willing to pledge and give fully by July 1st of this year in the next four months, because we need $134,000 in the next four months to be able to close on this building. Otherwise, no deal. And so if that doesn't happen, none of the other stuff in the renovations are happening, right? So is there an amount, if you're like, I got a lot of money now, or I'm pondering here, if you've got a big gift that you're willing to give, give it first, and we'll knock that down payment out. We'll close immediately on the building. It'll be ours. They'll start renting from us and paying that mortgage, and we'll just, we'll get ready to move in as we do it. So that's the first one, the own it pledge. The second pledge is the make it home pledge, right? So that's all the different renovations, and that would be given from July 2nd of this year all the way through July 1st of 2023, that following year, to finish out that 15 months. And so you can give them a bunch of different ways. Um, and, and here's the cool thing. We've also created a momentum for you guys. So whether you fill this out online or you fill this out in person, drop it in the pledge box in the back. And then we have bricks back there, a, a kind of a 
welcoming home together memento. Just, a, just as a physical reminder. Oh, you've got one. I'm like, we have bricks here, right? Just as a mem- mem- memento that you can place someone in your house and remind yourself of what we all are building together, amen? We all get to do this together. Brick by brick, God builds a How do you build a wall? Brick by brick, sacrifice by sacrifice, faith gift by faith gift, he will build the wall, amen? You're muted. Sorry about that. There you go. Start over. The Welcome Home campaign is officially open today. If, you, if you're if you ready to make your pledge online, you can do that. It'll be open. We, we don't want you to rush into it either. Absolutely. Prayerfully consider yeah. what is how is God leading you. Yep. Um, so the, um, go ahead. Do we have the timeline slide for the screen? Um, then March 6th through March 10th, we ask that all the pledges would be submitted by April 10th. That will help us with planning to know, did we reach the mark to get to closing? What is it all going to look like? Then all of the own it pledges. So you have the full amount that you're like, I'm believing God. I feel like God has put it on my heart to give this much, the total amount over the next 15 months. That's the welcome home total amount. That total amount is broken down into two amounts. How, how much do you plan to give by July 1st to get to closing? And then what's the remaining amount that you plan to give over the next year to make it home? Um, as you guys prayerfully consider how to give, we want to let you guys know about a couple of new ways to give that are kind of fresh, fresh out today. Um, we have ways to give cryptocurrency now. And so if you have cryptocurrency you want to give, we have ways that you guys can give that. If you go to the Give tab online and you want to give cryptocurrency, that's now an option. The church also opened up a brokerage account. If you have stocks that you want to transfer and avoid the capital gains and all of that, there's ways to do that. Also non-cash assets. All of that is on the Give tab. Yeah. And so... We're going to respond today. Man, this is a lot of information. We're all kind of head spinning. We're already kind of like, okay, what's this look like? Hey, no pressure. Our heart is no pressure here. We're going to worship the Lord here in a moment and ask him and prophetically declare for him to build his church, which he has been doing and he's going to continue to do. Amen. But we want us to take a time to just respond to this and and let God and the Holy Spirit begin to speak to our hearts. Because here's the deal. It's going to take all of us sacrificially giving to hit this goal. It's going to take everybody being involved. No one sitting on the bench. Everyone being involved at some capacity. We don't want any, we don't want you to feel pressured at all either. We know that there's been high campaigns where it's like, boom, we're, we're not calling you. We're not showing up at your door. We're not saying, this isn't like a bill collector thing. Like, like it's a commitment. Like it's not a legally binding agreement. You can pledge a million dollars and give two and, and, and you could do it that way, right? So please don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Just flip it, pledge two and give a million, amen? So no, I'm just kidding. Um, but but uh, seriously, we, we just, here's, here's what we're asking you. As your pastors, as your leaders, and also we're in this too. This is our church, Alive. Alive's our church too. So we're, we're going first and we're, we're in this, we're feeling this, the sacrifice, the faith fill. We don't know where it's all coming from. Prayerfully ask God what he would have you do and then just be obedient to that and watch the rest get taken care of, amen? We're just simply asking you that. Just ask God what he'd have you do, amen? Don't ask us, don't ask, ask God and just be obedient to that, right? And, and we're, we're just so excited. This is an exciting opportunity. This is a faith-filled adventure. We have the utmost faith that we are gonna grow spiritually, all of us as a church body, through this process, amen? Because we're gonna have to put the kingdom first. We're gonna have to sacrifice some of ours, right? And we're gonna have to trust that God will provide, and he will. When we do and we put his word first, he works, amen? And so be encouraged, church. 
that this is not an impossible thing. The number may look large and intimidating. God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Our daddy in heaven is loaded and he loves building his house and he loves building his kingdom. He backs that and he gets behind that. And remember what Jesus said. We're already on the winning team and on the winning side. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, he said, and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Can somebody give me a good amen about that? And so church family, this is not the end. It's just the beginning. And so let us welcome home more people together through what God can do in and through this campaign. Amen. And so right now we're going to pray. I'm going to close in prayer and then we're going to worship and just go after God and just respond. Father, we, uh, we just thank you for today. We thank you for fresh vision. Lord, you said people run wild when we don't have vision, but when we have it, we can run with it, Lord. And you said to write the vision, make it plain so that we could run with it and read it. And so, Father God, as you've downloaded and imparted vision to us as a church body, we thank you that the road has already been paved. Father, you've already went ahead of us. You're already preparing the resources. You're already moving on the hearts. Lord, this is not too tough for you, Father God. Just another opportunity to prove that God's word works, Father God. And so we trust you sacrificially. We trust you in faith, Father God. We ask you, Holy Spirit, even in these next few moments, to just speak to us, to minister to us. Help us loosen our grip on the things of the world and invest in things that will remain for eternity, Father God. We love you so much. We know that you'll be faithful to watch over your word, to perform it. And so we trust you to build your church. In Jesus' name, amen. If you guys would just keep your heads bowed, eyes closed just for a moment, just before we worship here. I just want to take care of this. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Jesus is building his church, which means Jesus wants to build you. He's got a plan for your life. He's got good things in store for you. So if you have never prayed a prayer of salvation, is like what we call it, just basically, Lord, I surrender to you. I give my heart. Jesus, come into my life. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. And online, this is for you guys as well. If you'd like to receive Jesus today as your Lord and Savior, would you just slip up your hand real quick so I know who I can pray with today, who I can include with that in that prayer. Praise God. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pray this as a church family. Would you guys just repeat this after me? Say, Heavenly Father, Thank you for your son, Jesus. I receive him as my Lord and as my savior. Jesus, come into my heart, change my life, and help me live a life that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So be it. Well, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To further connect with us at Alive, visit us at alivefamily.church. And remember, People matter and Jesus is alive.